0: Welcome to Stationary sure Adjacent, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford, and joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, the amazing Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu, how's the Mediterranean this week? Uh, oh, my little
1: corner of paradise is in absolute chaos, Justin. Absolute chaos. My, my office is untidy. I don't know where anything is. I, my to-do list is a re- it's, it's been It's been a day, Justin. That's what Oof. I'm going to say. It's been a day. How are
0: things in Canada? It's, it's like morning time. You can't be in trouble yet. Not in trouble. Well, sort of. I'm still kind of, uh, I got to drop this in the show notes for you to see. Um, but yes, I'm still sort of a little bit in trouble here. But that's that's kind of normal. I, d- I did a thing, Stu.
1: Uh-huh. I can see the
0: thing. Yes. Um, so of all the stupid things that I do, Mrs. T had a notable birthday this weekend. And one of the things she wanted was a new Apple watch and I have an old Apple watch three and so does she. And I got one of these nice fancy new Apple watch eights that is well, just newer and a little bit bigger, but boy, a little bit bigger really changes how that looks and I've been looking at pictures from the Technorati on Twitter which is never a good thing to do. And I had kind of fallen in love, not with the Apple watch, but with the Apple watch ultra. (laughs) So (laughs) on Cindy's birthday, after she opened up her watch and set it up and was wearing it. And I thought, oh, that looks so much newer and nicer. The one that I had sort of in my Amazon cart thinking about Uh, Well, I might have accidentally hit that button and it got delivered yesterday. So I am now committed to climbing mountains and to diving underwater and jumping out of planes and all that other extreme stuff that people do. Yeah. Going for a run through the Kalahari. Yeah. uh, It depends on who's chasing me, but you know, that's all the stuff that I'm going to have to do now just because I own this silly watch. But I tell you what, Stu. It's lovely. It really is. Absolutely. Lovely. It's yeah, it, it's got some of that, um, proper watch feel to it. It's different. It's, uh, the big metals, nice on it. it, it it's, it's, oh, it's really nice. It's fresh. It's new, <sighs> some problems with it, but I'll talk about that later. But, um, I I'm, I'm really quite in love with it. Are you tempted now? Uh, I'd had a look
1: at one, um, not in the flesh, uh, but I'd had a look on uh, one recently and it's, uh, I think for me, it'll be, you know, second or third generation ultra will probably end up being good for mm-hmm. me. Um, because I'll, I'll like the, the hiking aspect of it and the, you know, all day battery life and, you know, all of that sort of jazz will be enough to maybe go, yeah, go on, I'll get the big pretty one. Mm-hmm. Um. But just, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a nice, big, shiny piece of kit. And if you can make it look nice on your wrist, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it on yours. Um, it suits you, I think.
0: Yeah, it fits nicely. I like the the big analog watches. I've got some uh, tags that are, you know, sort of, I wouldn't say quite 49 millimeters. They're in the 44, 45 millimeters. But the way that an analog watch is... Um, designed that looks a little different on the wrist and it's quite, quite large. So this one is, it, it's, it's actually perfect for me. Um, if you have a small dainty wrist, if you have thin wrists, I, I, I couldn't see my wife wearing this. Um, but the big screen is absolutely lovely. The complications on it. They're just great. I'm, I'm just really in love with it. The only thing that, well, there's a couple of things drive me nuts. Um, this new orange button on the side that they were, uh, toting or uh, advertising in the keynote that they had a couple months back. The problem is to properly press the crown, which is a, what do they call that? Covered crown, uh, because it's got the the guards that stop it. Mm -hmm. I have a tendency to squeeze the phone together to push the crown in. Okay. And as soon as you do that, I start a workout. Oh, because I pushed the button on the other side. Uh, the, the button on the other side is far too easy to push. So I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but, um, yeah, so far, uh, it just arrived yesterday and I'm quite enjoying it. And yes, I'm silly. I'm privileged. I spend far too much on whims of, of fancy, but. I kind of like it at the same time. I woke up this morning, Stu, I, I sleep in my watch. So I actually wore this big, big bad boy to bed last night because uh, I do sleep tracking. A uh, couple of things I noticed, uh, one of them, because I have the bedtime set for the always on, uh, it actually goes dark at, at night, which I loved um, as soon as that went. And you kind of have to push buttons on the side to have it show up. But this morning after I got this midday yesterday, set it up, wore it all day, Slept in it all night this morning. I had 70% battery left. Very good. So I uh, have to try a workout later with it today, but uh, not so far. Uh, what's, what's new and exciting with you in terms of follow-up at least? Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, can you, can you just carry the show for a minute? I've just got to, got to complete a purchase online. Uh, no, right. Um, <laughs> um, welcome to my world, Stu.
1: <laughs> follow-up for me. Well, we got, uh, we got a lovely email from Alan. Um, Uh, about the uh, the dangers of backup
0: oh that was a brutal tale
1: yeah he was listening to the backup show um and he talked about his um uh his virus his antivirus system had um essentially caused pretty much a complete wipeout and if he hadn't had uh, a backup he would have been shot which mm yes that's worth worth knowing i mean obviously we're we're mac users so we don't have any of that anti backup nonsense anti backup antivirus nonsense but um clean clean my mac
0: x is one that uh
1: that i use mm.
0: and i was thinking about that because i do use that sometimes for uh cleaning up big files if i look at them oh i don't need that anymore mm-hmm. uh, but yes you've got to remember if you have automated software That is going in and doing any versioning control for you. IE. Oh, you've got three different versions of this. Let's archive the oldest two. Um, Yeah. These tools can, well, you could back up the one you don't want to back up. And that's kind of what happened to Alan. Uh, I was thinking about this particularly because in in our Mac world, the new software coming is for duplicates in photos. Mm -hmm. And you know, the one thing that I think everybody that owns an iPhone does is pays an absolute fortune for their photos to be backed up in iCloud. And this idea that a algorithm, the algorithm, because there's always the algorithm, uh, is going to be deleting things on your behalf. Um, boy, make sure you have a good, good, good backup before you start any of that. Um, we didn't actually talk about uh backup processes of you know where to sort of keep them and um you know have have version control in backups because if you do run into a problem, maybe it's not the latest version that you've got a problem with. It may be a week ago, it may be three weeks ago. Um and that's also something to consider as well. Mm, absolutely. I mean, I think the the duplicate thing on iOS
1: is is manual as far as I know. I had a little play with it the other day. Um, and uh, it is a bit disconcerting because it, it finds, I don't know, uh, how many did it find for me? 20 or 30. Um, and the temptation just to go, yeah, go for it, is is quite strong. Whereas you do need to look at them and go, you know, do I prefer this one to that one? Is there a reason that I took a second one? Um, so yeah, it is a little bit nervous. I mean, I I guess, like you, I pay for, um, what was it, Apple One, which gives me a whole load of of space. And that, for me, I think I would probably just keep the duplicates and then manually take them out on the Mac, where you can look at the, you know, big pictures and just spend half an hour going through your photos.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that, oh, that's a big project though, isn't it, Stu? Yeah, it can be, it can be. But um,
1: again, I think I've told you this, I... I have broken my library up into years. Um, so using Powerphoto Pro, I have separate libraries. So I, I can sort of break down the task into uh, into a smaller, less daunting. sort of opening up a full Photos library that's been going for five years is very intimidating, but opening up just this year is easy.
0: Mm. See, now I'm just looking to get a count. Uh, I can't find it. Uh, on my, oh, 12,590 photos, 354 videos. I really do not want to go through that manually. (laughs) Just, just a thousand at a time and you'd be done in 12 weeks. That's the way to think of it. Um, but no, I know, I know what you mean. God, I've never actually looked at that. That's well, I guess one thing is not as bad as my, um, uh, music library. So that's a positive, I guess. (laughs) Uh, but thanks for the feedback, Alan. Really appreciate it. And uh, good, good uh, takeaways for everybody else as well.
1: Absolutely. I'm just looking at my photos now. So uh,
0: 2022,
1: I've got 11,214. Wow. So there you go. That's a lot of photos.
0: Um, <laughs> it golf golf shots or uh, dogs, uh, I'm guessing? Uh, yeah.
1: A bit of golf, bit of dogs. Quite a lot of stationary, funnily enough. Um,
0: oh, yes, In that. terms of near as
1: known stuff. Um, and yes, a fair sort of smattering of nonsense that people send me, uh, in WhatsApp groups. Oh, oh, you have an auto ad. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, it's easier. Just ignore it. It Goes away. Um, so what else was I going to follow up with? Oh, daylight. Yes. My, my trial with daylight, that CRM expires today. So, uh, I have, I've, I've done nothing. That's. Are you going to do something? This is really where my, the wheels came off my day. Um, I, was, I have a couple of queries around Daylight, just a couple of things that it doesn't quite do, but you might be able to make it do it through an integration with Zapier or something like that. Um, and, and these things weren't mission critical, but I was thinking, you know, if I'm going to spend uh, 40 bucks a month on this, I would kind of like it to do everything that I want it to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and so I was just having another little sort of sniff around and a hunt around, and I, I came across Big In um by Zoho. I don't know if you've come across Zoho. Um nope. there's there's some sort of um I think they're related to Spectre uh in the Bond movies. They're they're an Indian company who've kind of built uh low cost equivalents to everything. So there's <laughs> Uh, there's mail, they have a, a, a mail, um, it's not, it's not a client. It's a, it's a mail service. You know, you host your mail with them and, um, there's my, my dog is growling Spice is growling at the window there. Um, you host your mail with them and it's very good for business mail. You know, it's got a very good spam guard on it. It's very good for encryption, those types of things. Uh, it has a sort of Google suite of docs and numbers. Uh it has a CRM, which I've been looking at called um uh well, there's a big version, which whose name now escapes me.
0: Is that the Big
1: N? Uh <laughs> the Big Yen. I scroll and um <laughs> uh Begin is the baby version of it. Oh, okay. Um and I'm just looking now while I'm here. The CRM platform is called, okay. Um, they have a books thing, which is a sort of, uh, you know, like fresh books, like zero is the one I use. Um, it's just called Zoho CRM.
0: CRM. Is that the one I'm just going on their
1: website? Yeah. Well, it does have another name somewhere, but anyway, um, they have this whole suite of of products and uh, do you know what the, the begin, um, is pretty good. it's, it's much more lightweight than um, Daylight, uh, which is fine because I don't need, you know, it's me. I am the team. So all of the CRM's go, oh, fantastic collaboration. Talking. I'm not going to collaborate with anyone. Wow. <laughs> what I'm interested in is just, you know, tracking pipelines, tracking contacts, tracking contact records, those types of really simple stuff. Uh, and Bigin does that really well. And you can do a certain amount for free. But if you're actually doing any work with it, you can do it for, well, basically seven bucks a month.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, nine, nine bucks or, Canadian. It, it knows I'm in Canada
1: by my There own you address. are, you see. Um, or you can go to 12, uh, which will be, I guess, 15 for you, uh, for the sort of the pro version, which is if you have more than three different pipelines, you compare that with 40 or 50 in, in Canadian for daylight. It's like, well, that's pretty significant as differences go. Um, and this is where I'm going to lose Twyford, ladies and gentlemen. Twyford is about to fall off this conversation. Um, Big In has a sort of Electron app for Mac. Stu, Stu, Stu. How could you do it to <laughs> me? Well, it, the thing is, it looks a bit like an iPad app. And I suspect it probably is an iPad app that they have just um, you know ticked over. the box yep. uh, to bring over. So... That gives it a really modern, simple look because you've got those huge touch targets.
0: Um,
1: but it does feel a bit wrong on the Mac. I mean, it's just not native. <laughs> Can um, you
0: imagine it on my screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And the, um, uh, to, to sort of really get into the, the CRMs in my, my limited experience of them, the, the, the real work is in the setup. And that's getting your all of your contacts in place, getting them all linked to the right, you know, the right people working for the right companies, the right pipelines, right opportunities, all of that stuff is a pain in the backside to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about details and having the right little tags and all of that jazz. But once you've done that, um, what you're looking for really is simplicity. You want something that's nice and easy. Um and so with Big I think you would probably do all your setup through the through the web app because that's got the most sort of detailed to one page type thing. Um, and then you would use oh, it.
0: So we, we've gone from Electron to web apps?
1: Oh, still. <laughs> well, the web app is much more powerful, I think, than the, the Electron app. But the Electron app would be fine uh, while you're working it, if you see mean. while you're working your pipelines, yeah. or uh, it's got iOS and all that stuff. So that's a downside for it, because I'm like you. I'm looking at the Electron thinking, oh, can you not just have a nice native Mac app, make me feel good? No, they can't. Um, and it's got a really weird quirk. So the um, if people aren't interested in CRMs, I skip forward five minutes. It, um, it links with your email. Okay, that's great. So that if I've got an email from Justin Twyford, it it will look at my um, Big In and go, oh, Justin Twyford's a contact in Big in, And it will store that email or a copy of that email against your name. So I can click against your name in the CRL and there's all your emails. Great. Fantastic. Very useful. And if I reply to you, I can reply to you um, in BigIn or I can reply to you from my my mail. If I reply to you from my mail, which uh, Apple mail for the sake of argument, then my reply goes into our sort of, you know, conversation record on BigIn. Oh, that's great. But if I reply to you from BigIn, the reply doesn't go into mail. Oh. So- the sort of the, uh, the, the 100% complete record of our conversations lives in BigIn, not in mail. And I'm like, that doesn't feel right. I, I want it to be the same. Mm.
0: Uh, mm. Ah. So I've asked them a question about that, and I guess they'll, they'll come back and answer. Well, that's lock-in, isn't it? Because uh, you, you then need to continue your subscription to see what you talked about with the contact a year ago two years ago three
1: years ago i know you no, you can you can pull it all out they're, they're very good with their export and all that sort of stuff hmm. that i don't think that's an issue but the i it's it maybe an issue in my head more than anywhere else because actually um if we take uh that email address i get some emails from people who are in my database in my my begin and a lot of email from people i've never heard of because they're trying to sell me stuff hmm. Um, and that doesn't go anywhere near Biggin. Biggin just looks at that and goes, never heard you, and just ignores (laughs) that email. Um, So you've got to have an email client somewhere where you're managing, you know, the usual nonsense that we all manage in terms of email anyway. And I suspect the answer they're going to come back with is, ah, well, Mr. Lennon, what you need is mail by Zoho, where you'll find the integration is seamless and blah, blah, blah. Um, And in fact, I could pay for their super duper high powered mail hosting uh, and their lovely mail app blah 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 and all of that jazz um and it would still be a lot cheaper than using daylight
0: mm-hmm. so i think uh, daylight is seeing the sunset here hey <laughs> i like what you did there but um uh, i don't know if it was twyford
1: you'd buy daylight <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we we already know that I just bought a big stupid watch that I shouldn't and don't need. But well, yeah, I, I, I it's it's all about the aesthetics for me. I hate to say it.
1: Yeah, you know, it it is for me too. And I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, this is a a company expense, right? So I am going to be paying potentially if I go for daylight four hundred and eighty euros a a year versus, shall we say, a hundred and fifty euros a year for for Big In. so there'd be a difference of 300 mm. sake of argument which is not a lot to the business um don't get me wrong save money where you can always a good idea um but th- there's definitely that sort of <laughs> yin and yang going on in in my mind um and I'm I'm also going to just give biggin uh or zoho uh, the makers of Big In, a chance to come back to me and tell me what this can do and what that can do. Um, I think the danger with with get, going in with big in e is you could they their method. I think is to draw you in, mm-hmm. um, and you can have everything running on their stuff, and it's all I'm told pretty good. But you know, I've got to use the Microsoft Word and PowerPoint and all that stuff for corporate clients. They're not interested in anything else. If I'm gonna set up a meeting with someone online, sure, I can say, oh, download Zoho meeting, uh, it's great. But they're gonna go, can we not just do it on Zoom? And there's a there's a part of me that's going, wouldn't it be great just to have this Zoho suite of everything for business? And I just have that on one side of my computer and I'll deal with that when I'm doing that and then use all the other stuff for my other stuff. And it's just all nonsense, really, because the world doesn't work like that. Nope. I'm not going to convince everybody
0: to move across. The jury is out and I will be boring people for a couple more weeks on that one. Hmm. You know, this, this actually ties pretty well into our topic for today. Do we use systems or do we use tools? So there we go. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to this later. Well, unless you didn't like this conversation and then we've got a whole lot of other stuff to talk about later. (laughs) Indeed. Don't don't turn us off yet. (sighs) Still. And
1: you've been getting book links,
0: I believe I have. So last week I mentioned a book that I had read, "The uh, little kingdom, which is all about, uh, early Apple. And Bob sent me a link to an updated version of the book. Uh, it is called issued in 2009 as the return to the little kingdom, Steve jobs, the creation of Apple and how it changed the world. And more importantly for Stu, it's on Kindle. You don't have to buy the big, silly hardcover book that I did for like 90 bucks. So it's there. I think it's about 17 bucks Canadian on Kindle in case anybody wants to read it and not have to deal with hardcover. Yeah, not a bad idea. I do like a bit of Kindle action. Yeah, you'll be on that uh, buy page again now. Just put the watch into your, into your cart while you're there, Stu.
1: Yeah, I'll be there looking at that scribe thing. Mm, yes, I let's not talk about that now. Um, right then,
0: tool of the week. Well, why don't you start first? Because mine might turn out to be a bit of a rant.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, given the the subject today, I, I started off with tools. Ha! I'm working on my systems. Oh, um, oh. so. Oh. But I, I, I've got to say I'm loving my new daily driver. I changed daily driver notebook uh, this week, which is always exciting because I use quite big, thick ones. Um, and I've got um, a a Pebble Cosmo Air Light. Um, Justin is highlighting in the show that
0: sh- show notes that I haven't put a link. I'll fix that in a minute. Um, <laughs> just I was just trying to find a link so I know what the heck we're talking about here.
1: Little little store called uh, Nero's Notes will will help you out there. Um, It's a, it's a lovely, elegant book. Uh, It's Cosmo Air Light was touted as being probably the best replacement for Tomoe when, when Tomoe stopped. And uh, it's a bit heavier. It's 83 GSM, but it's lovely, really, really nice with a fountain pen Um, and a very sort of similar uh, experience as Tomoe. So you get lots of sheen, the ink lays on top very nicely. so it, it's a really, really nice notebook. And I was replacing Astology 365,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is, um, again, a lovely, lovely notebook. It's got Tomoe in it. Uh, and the the 365 is that it's intended to be sort of um, a page a day. But the the formatting, you know, all of the sort of dates and all that stuff, it's, it's done so, so quietly and so subtly that you can just ignore it, which is what I do. Um, I we'll get to this later. I don't use a sort of uh planning you know this is the page for this and this is the page for that. I just freeform it so sometimes i'll I'll use six pages in a day and sometimes I'll use six days on a page um so that's that's been very exciting for me uh and I've just um just just gone three rounds with one of my tools um it was it was a it was a clean fight mm. I think I came out on top um I beat up Carruthers no, um for listeners who don't remember what Carruthers, Carruthers is what I called my Roomba. Um, and he was, he was sending me all sorts of messages all day, which obviously I wasn't getting because I don't have the notifications of the, uh, the vacuum cleaner turned on uh, because in madness lies. Um, but essentially his bag was full. That's what he was trying to tell me. Um, and for some reason with the Roomba, when you have a little error message like that, what that doesn't mean is go and empty the bag. Oh. What that means is empty the bag, disassemble everything, clean it, put it back together, muttering darkly that your wife never does any maintenance, then put it back on its charger, at which point it will send you another message <laughs> saying, I oh, know, my AQZ sensor is not quite working. At which point you Google what an AQZ sensor is, how to clean it. Kick the thing a few times, again curse the fact that your wife never does any maintenance, and put it back on its charger. Now you do that seven or eight times, and eventually you get there. Or eventually you think, oh, I've got to record a podcast. I better get downstairs.
0: Mm. I, I'm glad uh, I took precedence over Carruthers.
1: Always, always. Carruthers, Carruthers is he's my Moriarty,
0: Justin. To be honest, ah. Is is your wife going to come home and find the guts of Carruthers all over the dining room table? Uh, no, I got Carruthers to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, it's one of those oh, days, isn't it, Stu? Absolutely fantastic! Oh God! All right. Well, I'm I'm glad you got it fixed. I was uh, just hearing the horror stories in the back of my head, my wife last year when we moved in here. Decided not on an automated one, but on one of these Dyson, I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's got names and version numbers and colors. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got one of those too. Oh, it's expensive. Um, for a vacuum cleaner. Uh, she loves this thing though. Uh, but we had that for, Oh, not even a week. Um, when we needed the different version that does steam cleaning. So we have, I don't know how many vacuums in the house. Um, I, and apparently the laser on the little one shows her that she was right and she needs to clean this. Uh, but yes, uh, her definition of uh, dog acceptable levels of dog hair and mine may be two different things. And you've seen my dog too. So, um, yeah, it's, it is no wonder that dog is are like uh, a thing that you have to live with. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are. I mean, the stuff that I was pulling out of this bag was,
1: it was like, wow. That's that's pretty dense because it all gets compacted, and I, I, it was a proper fight.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations on winning it. I may have just gone to Amazon and ordered a new one because that's me. <laughs> oh, I'm broke, Stu. I gotta stop spending money. Anyway, uh, speaking of things that I've got to stop doing, yesterday, have you ever had a? I'm gonna. I, I, I had to think about the right way to say this, but uh, I'm gonna use the. very tried and true English term, a sod it day where everything goes wrong. And then it goes downhill from there. I had, I had one of those yesterday, uh, started with the watch. Let's, Let's get back to my expensive new toy. Um, four hours on the phone with my telephone company, trying to say, I have a cellular Apple watch here. I would like to have the other one, have the cellular. I've got a new one device transfer. You would think that would be easy. I mean, Apple hmm. is doing away in the U S with, uh, SIM cards on their new phones. You would think it would be really, really easy to say, use this number on your computer instead of that number, uh, four hours three different escalations. Cause I kept getting escalated. Uh, and now I am onto a different escalation team that takes three days to come back to me. Boy. Oh boy. I, frustrating as heck. Um, yeah, I, I mean, most of that time I was working, I had it on the phone, but my gosh, the phone, they, they use the same, I know what it is four or five minutes worth of crappy, um, hold music for, three hours I was going nuts I I really was going and the problem is you don't want to actually turn it down because when the person does come on if you don't answer them well you get hung up and you start all the way back at the beginning of that It was brutal then I had to yell at Amazon because I I bought a frame for um, Aaron one of our listeners sent me some artwork uh, some Mm -hmm. ink artwork I thought you know what I've got a place for that I went to Amazon for a not inexpensive frame, because I wanted something that was wide and not particularly tall, which is a custom frame. Uh, it got here, looked great once you took it out of the box. Uh, I unpacked it, and all of the frame fell apart. They forgot to glue it together. Ah I was like, OK. Uh, and I originally started with the Amazon chat. The Amazon chat said, "Would you like a label to return this for a refund?" It's like, "No, it's broken." I don't want to have to drive an hour out of my way to return it. Send your driver because he's here all the time. Anyway, I'll give it to him. He could drop it back off with you. Nope. Didn't work like that. I would eventually had to get on the phone with somebody and figure it out, but oh, it was just one of those days. Oh, and then the neighborhood uh, HOA, well, my neighbor across the street didn't like the fact that uh, I have automated lights on because it blocks his view can you do anything to turn down your lights it's like they're they're automated they come on when it's dark you want me to sit in the dark oh, i was not i was not having a good day uh, what else i was just it was just one of those days if you ever have a day like that i had plans i just said sod it i stopped i went and had a glass of wine or maybe two and i said to hell with it i'm not doing anything else on my list i'm just going to sit and relax and watch well okay i don't know if i should actually tell you what i'm watching i found this silly youtube channel Stu. oh right. this is way off topic um a guy called blot out of england he's from northumberland so he's got a bit of that geordie accent to him he goes around and does this thing called stealth camping which if you've never seen it, it's the weirdest thing. He goes into Sunderland. He finds a roundabout. He goes into the middle of the bushes there, sets up his tent, and then in the middle of it, pulls out a big bottle of whiskey, drinks it, and does a whiskey tasting in the middle of this. Um, Watching this kind of old, well, sort of our age kind of guy having a camping adventure in the middle of a roundabout while getting completely drunk and filming himself is it's it's just the funniest thing to, to watch that and it's it's like watching a car accident it's so bad you just can't can't stop it uh, so that's what i did last night I, I i watched this guy blot uh give me the bottom of his whiskey bottle review of what it tasted like and it was stupid and funny, and on a sod it day, it was just what I needed. Right. Well, I should, I should go and find myself a roundabout immediately. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. My wife looked at me and said, don't you even think about it. <laughs> All right, Stu, what's your pen and ink of the week this week?
1: Oh, uh, this week I'm with a, um, uh, a Faber-Castell, well, it's a graph on Faber-Castell, I think. Uh, emotion, E-motion. dash um, This is the sort of black crocodile look with a uh, sort of chrome cap and uh, whatever you would call that thing. I don't know. Uh, end. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's, uh, it's a lovely fountain pen, really nice writer. Um, it's got a big fat broad nib on it and I've got it loaded with diamine blue black. Um, nice. Writing very nicely on the, on the new Pebble notebook. Oh, it's
0: very fancy,
1: still. Bias, oh, yes. that's that's me all over—a bit of fancy fabric. castell what about you? What have you? Uh, what have you been writing with? Well,
0: I haven't been writing with anything actually. I, uh, oh. my 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 wife's birthday again. I mentioned that earlier. Was this weekend after the year she's had, it became well a four-day extravagance. Uh, we had a long weekend up here, and while well, we started early and didn't finish till the end of it, so I'm not sure how many wine spirit tastings I did during that week, but oh my God, I'm, I'm here trying to dry out and of course drinking wine because I had a rough day. Um, but yes, it was an expensive, busy, fun weekend for my wife, but as someone who is a natural introvert, um, talking to people that much, I I'm tired and I didn't get to write anything at all. I didn't get any quiet time for myself. It's difficult. (sighs) Only once in 50 years though, right?
1: Yeah. It's difficult. it's difficult. I know, I know what you mean. Suddenly, uh, you know, guests inevitably they're sort of, you know, they're always there. <laughs> it's difficult to get a break, isn't it?
0: What is and especially, you know, a, I'm going to go and do something introverted and sit and journal and, you know, um, you can help yourself to coffee. Oh, you don't know how to use my coffee maker. Okay. I'll make you the coffee. I'll forget the journaling. Yeah. being, been a nice host is, uh, is tough, very tough, but oh, well, that's fine. I'm fine. I'll, I've got lots of pens inked up those two. I got to start writing something more. My, my problem of using this digital day planning app now, uh, it means I'm, I'm going through even less ink than I was before. So I got I to gotta start getting some proper broad nibs like you and um, killing off my ink supply that way.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, words on paper, but at the end of the day, that's what kills them. Just keep on
0: writing. Well, I figure if I leave it long enough, it'll just dry out, and it's the same same effect, isn't it?
1: It certainly is. A lot more cleaning, though.
0: (laughs) This is true. All right, let's get on to our topic. We've kind of talked about this a little bit and had some really bad puns coming up to this point. Uh, I want to talk about systems versus tools. Uh, The reason I was thinking about this, because we read books that always talk in systems. Some of the ones that really came to my mind were uh, GTD, the 12 week year, the bullet journal method, uh, which is the drinking game book, by the way. Um, <laughs> one size doesn't usually fit all for me. Uh, I can never seem to put a system in place. Uh, and I was wondering how Stu feels about this. Does he use systems? Does he take tools and techniques? out of a system to fit into our ever evolving current workflow. And more importantly, what would we recommend to someone else, particularly somebody else that's just getting into that's what it's Merlin man, call it the productivity racket. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Stu, what do you, what do you think? What, do you, what are your thoughts? Do you use systems? Do you use tools and techniques? How, how do you approach things and how has that sort of changed over the years?
1: Uh, I use all the systems <laughs> all the time. That's that's essentially my problem. Um, when I get a piece of paper, I put it into my GTD system. I then see where it fits in my 12-week year. Um, I make an entry in my bullet journal. Uh, then I scan it into my paperless system, uh, put it into my notes app and create tags to link it back to my other notes and thoughts. Uh, develop my
0: second brain. And then I go to bed. No. Um I, I <laughs> You know, there are people out there on other podcasts that do exactly that, my friend.
1: Uh, yeah. No, I mean I think I think you're exactly right in that systems are 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 great and they're wonderful. Um and they're designed by a person for whom the system works. So uh David Allen took basically inboxes and in trays, took um a broad system that was used by support staff in the 1960s and 70s and turned it into his perfect system. And for him, it works perfectly. And elements of it, I think, were brilliant and are brilliant and are the basis of much of, uh, as you quite rightly describe it, the productivity racket. However, technology, progress, changes in the work environment, I mean, not many people actually have their own office now <laughs> with their own filing cabinet and their own in trays and inboxes to make all these nice, neat little things. Um, but that doesn't mean that GTD doesn't work. There are elements of GTD that are really important and can really help you get a, get a handle on how you work. I think I've mentioned this before, but my uh, S.W.I.L. business partner, um, who's terribly, terribly aristocratic Englishman called James. Um, I, I remember reading David Allen for the second time because I was, yeah, surprise, surprise, in some sort of crisis about efficiency. And I read through the book, right, I've got to get a hold of all this. And I was doing a reasonably high powered job. You know, the business was doing well. I had a lot of staff under me. Um, there were uh, a lot of things going on, a lot of things to go wrong. And so I was, Yep, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And I went in for a meeting with him. We had adjacent offices. Um, in, in our sort of HQ down in, down in Hampshire. And I went into this because we were just going to discuss, I think it was some sales drive in Norway or something, I can't remember. But um, we're sitting there and he's working away well on something and he just looked at me and so, said, one sec. And he took a piece of paper that he'd just been taking a note on and he put it into one of those clear plastic wallets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he opened up a drawer that had a tray in it with about 12 clear plastic wallets in it. And he put it in sort of, you know, behind three or behind four, you know, a specific space. And then he pulled out another one that had a little white label on the top that said Norway. And inside there was a bunch of papers. And he pulled out the papers and said, cool. Oh, so how are you doing? Yeah, good, great. Norway. And he had a little agenda there, the things that we needed to cover off. And I just looked at him and I went, did anybody ever teach you how to do that? To do what? <laughs> well, sorry, it's James. Do what? Oh, this? Well, agenda for a meeting. I mean, uh, it's not new, is it? I'm going, to no, know the plastic wallet. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just, just the easiest way to do things, oh boy. Anyway, Norway. Uh, but he was, he was using up, I don't know, 60, 70% of GTD was just ingrained in him. I don't know how. He doesn't know how. But that's how he worked everything. And his, his office was always the tidiest office that I've ever been. And he, he would never have more than, say, 10 pieces of paper in one of those folders because he would just throw away anything that was extraneous. And he was just brilliantly efficient by instinct and I hated him ever since. Um, <laughs> and I think that's how systems are powerful when those bits of a system that, that really talk to you, that really chime with you, become ingrained in you that they become part of your system um but by definition it's yours (laughs) and you you can come up with the most efficient system and you and i do this all the time you will turn around and say oh yeah i'm just doing this now i'm looking at that you know within seconds i've downloaded agenda (laughs) and and you go go, okay let's have a look at mm, yeah man um but it doesn't quite chime with me because it's not mine no and when, when you first brought this topic up, my immediate thought was about the bits of systems that I've adopted
0: mm-hmm.
1: that have now become um, sort of huge parts of my life. So um, planning, just the, the concept of planning and planning my time. Mm-hmm. I have a similar effect to some people, on some people, as James used to have on me. So people, people come to me and they go, um, will you be able to look at this? Well, will you be able to help me with this? Will you be able to help me with that? And I'll Wednesday, I can look at it. Well, how'd you, how'd you know that? Well, because Wednesday is my day for extraneous projects. I can't, I can't do it on Tuesday for sure because I'm writing. Oh, um, well, you know, do, do you need to check your calendar? No. I, I know I've got slots because I keep slots for these types of things. Planning to me is now as natural as breathing. And that's that. I think is a function of having several jobs or several projects, of being um, what, what, what we used to call ourselves multi-potentialites. So, the fact that I have the notebook business and I have the consultancy business, and I'm doing my writing and my blog, uh, and I'm working sort of part-time for a for a big client in a different role, I, I have sort of very clear bits of time that I've I designate across for things. And it's got to the, the stage now that I, I do that probably from about, about six in the morning till seven at night. I can pretty much tell you where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing, um, you know, for a week in advance. It, it's become internalized how those days were. And I think it's absolutely essential because I know what I can take on and I know when I'm pushing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So sort of big, big in my world at the moment, I've got to finish a project for a client uh won't take me long, but there's a little bit of sort of admin nonsense in front of it. Um, and I've got to finish an assignment for the MBA. That's got to go in uh, by 2300 on Sunday. Um, and I've got, you know, the usual sort of bits and pieces that I will put into my admin slots. That being aware of those those things, I, I can't understand how people don't know what they're doing. And I, I come across it all the time with my wife or with people that I work with. I'm like, well, you know, have you got capacity to look at this? Is this something that we can, you know, you can slot in? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Is that, you're not sure as in you just, you're not quite sure how to say no, or you're not sure because you've got no idea what you're doing? Uh, No, I'll probably be able to do it. I just haven't, haven't got uh, a clear handle of what I'm up to for the next couple of weeks. I'm like,
0: wow. Mm. I completely agree. I think uh, the planning and even, even for me, going back to sort of the GTD and organization of what's coming up, you know, as, as everybody knows that listens to the show, I'm a big uh, proponent of keeping my task manager sorted so that I can I can organize all these plans as well. And I think I think you're right. Uh, planning as you, as you were talking about that, it is perhaps the one system. That I use pretty much the way the way it was meant to be used out of the box is my analog card, which is again essential for planning. But that dovetails into all the other things, and most of those come back from GTD. I think GTD, Getting Things Done, by David Allen, was when I first read it. It was it had just come out, so it must have been two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that, and. That was the first systems book I ever really read. And I think I implemented it lock, stock, and barrel. Um, I put it all in. Uh, And then I spent, well, as one does, uh, a bit of time fighting the parts of that. Largely contexts was Mm -hmm. the part that in a analog system, uh, having this in your office at work did not translate to the other stuff that you do outside of work. Um, so, you know, you kind of end up having two systems and then things in two places, it becomes less of a trusted system and blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we talk about these problems all the time, but GTD was the first system that I put in. And I think what I've done is kept those essentials and added whatever the best parts of everything else is into my planning. So. It is, it is not something that GTD really does well, for example. Planning is, okay, what's next on your task? You know, mm-hmm. in, in this context, what's next on your task manager? Knock it off. Um, I, I think, you know, time block planning, for example, is, is something that we've talked about before. We've both, we both do in some, some sort of way to go there. Um, but dovetailing all of these systems, taking the bit that resonates with you, And adding, you got to start somewhere. GTD perhaps, maybe not anymore, but in a non-digital world, GTD was the thing. In a digital world, maybe not, but picking something, starting with it, and then expanding on it, getting tools, ideas, techniques that you can replace the parts of the system that either don't resonate well with you or that that fe- you feel like you've got some resistance. If you have any resistance to a system, you're not going to use it. Uh, so that I think is one of those really key things that I, I sort of wanted to, to bring up and talk about because I, I think Stu and I, neither one of us really follows a system particularly well.
1: Rebels that we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I agree with you. The, the last part of my system is of my planning is, is an analog card. So, uh, in front of me now, I have got five things on the card, the fifth of which is uh, record stationary Jason with you. Um, then there was the most important task. Then there was, uh, so the, the most important task was the assignment, which was, um, uh, what did I, what did I, write? oh, uh, outline assignment. So, I've done an outline of the assignment that it has to be in at the end of the week, put a structure down that I'm now going to fill um then there was crm decision i don't probably talk about that enough uh then there was um uh a client policy and procedure questions that i had to put to them so that I, from the answers i could then create their policies and procedures i've done that uh and another one was an important email that i had to send to another client with a whole list of questions so nothing terribly demanding but that that is my day and when i um this morning was getting, you know, pulled apart by, by Caruthers and all that sort of stuff. Um, I come back to that and it's that that brings me back on track. What have I got to do? Oh, I've got to do that thing. I don't want to do that thing, but I've got to do that thing. And ultimately, if you were talking to, you know, um, a, a young person about what all these productivity things are all about, what they're all about is what's the thing? What's the thing that needs to get done? What's the thing that's important? Work on the thing until you finish the thing. Mm. that's it I mean that's ultimately what you have to do and that's why you and I bang on about notifications and it's why Apple are bringing in things like focus mode it's because it's too easy um, and we both I think speak from bitter experience to work for 10 hours 12 hours in a day and do nothing Mm. I know that one and there and there are millions of people who are doing that today right now Um, and that's what you can't do if you work for yourself. <laughs> yeah,
0: the big the big things that move the needle, and they're not necessarily what you think they are,
1: and they're almost certainly not the things you want to do. <laughs> it's the other life lesson.
0: I was going to ask about your sixth thing that should be on there as well, which is um, uh, cook the fish for Mrs. L tonight.
1: Yeah, that's a, that sort of task doesn't get onto the analog card. Oh, you could be, you could be in trouble if you miss that one, Stu. No, I mean, the, I don't need reminding. I have the perfect reminder. She's about five foot nothing um, and, and just growls a lot. So I will, I'll be under no illusions what's expected of me when I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I will,
0: I will go upstairs and get cooking the moment we've finished. Oh, good. Oh, good. I, I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> Believe me, uh, a weekend making up for whatever trouble you've got into is uh, expensive and tiring. The other one that I
1: wanted to bring up, the other sort of element, this is a new one. So planning is something I've done for a long time and I've found essential for a long time. Um, From the Focus Course Academy, um, Sean and Isaac, um, the guys who do uh, most of the talking on that course, uh, they talk about the importance of celebrating. So um, it's part of their flywheel of productivity metaphor, I suppose. At the end of a day, there is Always in my case, and I'm sure everybody else's case, a huge amount of stuff to be done. Um, if I were to say to Justin, open up OmniFocus, how many tasks you've got, it's going to be in the thousands, thousands of things that need to be done. And there's a danger, certainly the worst for me, that I would always focus on those thousands of tasks that need to be done and not remember the three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 that I've just done. And always looking at this sort of ever-increasing massive load of tasks that are actually retreating off into your retirement can be overwhelming. It can certainly be very daunting. It's important to look at the things you've done and go, wow, I got stuff done today. That thing that I said I was going to do, I did it. And that big project that I has to be in at the end of the week, I've moved it forward. go me now you don't have to go and sleep at a roundabout and crack a new bottle of whiskey but you should take a little moment to celebrate and in my case i'd take a little moment to just to write something in the journal
0: Mm.
1: not because i think it's terribly important to Mm. to write in the journal but the act of doing so makes me feel good it gives me motivation and of all of the things that, that we talk about the The one that's hardest to put your finger upon for me anyway is motivation. How do you do stuff when you really don't fancy doing it
0: hmm i I don't spend enough time on celebrating to be honest. It's not something that I have as part of a ritual, part of a a process so that that's something that i I should really think about uh do you have any any tips for a simple way to celebrate to look at your day and to find? To find those things is there is there a way to do it that keeps it fresh I, i'm just thinking my experience with sort of gratitude journaling which was a thing that i tried and didn't really resonate with me is, is there anything like that that you could give as a simple tip for how to pick something to celebrate
1: well i mean for me it comes back to analog again because the Analog card, I would tend to start it off. So I will start off tomorrow's analog card when we finish talking. So I will probably write down the one or two most important tasks, one of which might be to go and strangle my dog. But um, I will write down those things that I know are coming. So I know that tomorrow being Friday, end of the week, uh, that, that sort of assignment, I need to fill in the gaps now. So that needs to go on there. That's going to be my number one task. As I'm doing that, I will then go, okay, so what did I get done today? Because I'm looking at my card. I'm looking to see if there's anything I have to carry over. And from there, I just revisit those things that I did and go, okay, so those were the intentions that I set. And ultimately, that's what productivity is. Productivity is doing the things that you said you were going to do. Now, we go through a process of choosing what we're going to do, which might be I'm going to watch Netflix. Well, I'm just, I'm not going to go near my list anymore. I'm going to have a glass of wine because the, it is a sod it day.
0: Yeah. It was YouTube, not Netflix, but yes, point taken. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to do. If that's your intention and you do
1: it, you've been productive. So it's that, it's that simple. It's looking at it and going, okay, I said I was going to do that. Oh, I said I was going to do that and I didn't. Why didn't I do that? Because life happened. Because something else was more important. Or I couldn't be bothered whatever it might be fine recognize it because even then you go okay i couldn't be bothered well that means i've got to do it tomorrow all right you're still creating a sort of positive move forward um i find it really helps me because i used to be very much um i still struggle doing the closed down routine i do it. i do an, uh, a startup routine but i'm really tempted just to keep working keep working keep working keep working keep working keep working, keep working keep, oh i've got to go upstairs And I think it's really important to try and call the cutoff time. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way that I've managed to get better at it is I call my cutoff time at about 4 Mm -hmm. p.m. Not because I can stop working at 4 p.m. I can't, but I can stop at four and take stock and go, okay, so I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. I've got this outstanding. Am I going to finish that today or is that going to move across till tomorrow? And I can go through a little sort of keeping score, taking stock, period, maybe write a journal entry, maybe not. Um, maybe just write in my daily driver. But just give myself a little bit of a moment to say, okay, right, we've done all that off the list. Because I throw my analog cards away. I don't keep them. Once a uh, once the day is gone, I rip them up and throw them away. Mm-hmm. I've started doing the same with that. Yeah, I, I, I think they just create uh, you know, a whole load of paper that you, know, you never really revisit or I never really revisited.
0: Not for something like a task. Tasks that we're doing no. on a daily basis. Uh, there's there's not a lot of not a lot of point for it, uh, especially now that I'm using that wonderful agenda. I also generally have notes on the things that I've accomplished where appropriate and where worthwhile. So if anything that I would refer back to, particularly, I, I have it there as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good good way of looking at it because in a way that's a little celebration. It's just take it's taking that
1: time. I mean, it sounds very trite, but it's taking that time just to go hey. I did that. Hmm.
0: That's all it needs to be. Good. Good, good, good. I'm going to have to try that. All right, Stu. One thought that I did have for our listeners particularly, and also, well, if I'm completely honest, me as well, this constant, am I missing something? Is there a better way? Which you and I, I mean, how many apps do we talk about today, Stu? Oh, hundreds of them. That we have only recently started using, you know, the sun is always brighter at the other side. Um, are we, is that a downside to what we're doing? Is that, could we be more content with a bunch of um, clear folders and a desk drawer that we organize everything rather than having to constantly being tweaking? I mean, I, I guess it's a bit of a hobby. It's a bit of a a personal challenge. Can I get better? Can I get more organized? More importantly for me, can I reduce my stress, get it out of my mind, get it into my trusted system? Then I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. Um, and there's also that part of me as well that uh, I sort of hate being told what to do. So I'm always looking because I don't want to use somebody else's system because yeah. ugh, I'm grumpy. <laughs> um, how about you? How about you? Do you have any thoughts about the downsides to to looking at tools rather than systems? I I think
1: you, you've nailed it. You have to recognize that it's a hobby. It's a pastime. Um, if you want to be purely productive and efficient, then I'm not sure a computer's the way to go for a start. Um, certainly anything with internet connectivity, you want to be a little bit careful about. I mean, if you want to go that sort of very Spartan route let's say what I should have done when I sold my business and said, I'm going to be a writer is I should have bought um, a computer that had no connectivity and had a, you know, an ability to save text files. And I should have just written and done nothing else that, that sort of Spartan focused, pure um, way of working will always be more efficient than moving from app to app and looking at this and that and, Mm -hmm. Blog posts about how best to do A, B, or C. So you wanted a Windows machine then? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think you buy a free right There you are. Look that one up. <laughs> but but the um the reality is that playing with apps and playing with systems and playing with by systems. I mean, you know, workflows um is more of a hobby than anything else. Do you occasionally stumble on something that you think, oh, hang on? Yes. Uh, do you equally quickly stumble away from those into something that's less effective and efficient? Yes, I'm certainly guilty of that. I'm there with notes at the moment. Having decided I knew what I was doing with notes, I'm now not sure again. And that's that's a waste of time. That's not productive, but I kind of enjoy it. So I I try and separate the two activities. And why I got frustrated today, I think, was because I felt I was moving towards a decision around a CRM which I recognize will not, well, grudgingly recognize, will not make the phone calls for me and will not get me the nose that I need to collect. It, it won't do any of the hard graft, but it will act as a score sheet and it will nag me because I will set up tasks, saying, follow-up, and I know that that tiny bit of accountability is enough to make me go. Oh, I'll make the call. I will phone someone up and get them to say no. And that's what I want the system for. And I'm 99% of the way there. And suddenly it's like that meme that you see all over Twitter. Suddenly the good looking girl works past. Oh, hello. (laughs) Who are you then? (laughs) And and that's it. I'm suddenly looking at another um, CRM, which, okay, might be a lot cheaper, which I suppose makes a lot of sense um i i'm aware that that's a few hours that have gone today that i i didn't want to spend on that today that's my hobby taking away from my productive time mm.
0: yeah that's a tough one isn't it so pick a pick a system i i guess uh well let's let's start takeaways Stu, because i think i'm into where i'm going to suggest my takeaways but wh- what is yours first of all
1: i I could um just just out of badness i could steal the one that i know you're about to say but um i won't you can do it's fine time spent on i'll steal yours no i wouldn't do that i know you're going to turn around and say pick a system and stick with it um and and you're right (laughs) um and i think maybe the sort of expansion of that is to say allow yourself an annual review of your system mm-hmm. and just recognize that this is a leisure time activity rather than a productivity issue. But um, my my takeaway is that spending time on planning always repays, always. Mm. Half an hour on planning always saves hours, in my experience.
0: Mm, very true, well said. Uh, so yes, yeah, Stu has taken my thunder away a little bit, but that's okay. Um, pick a system if you don't have one, Any system is better than no system because I'm going to guess most of you, if you're listening to us talk about this stuff, you know, an hour into the podcast, you probably have a system, uh, but chart your own path with it. Don't feel constrained. If you've got any sort of resistance to it, any pain point that you just hate that part of your system, unless it's the part where you're like Stu calling and getting the nose that part, you still have to do. But don't let the system um, dictate those things. Pick and choose your tools, your techniques from the various different systems. We've talked about a few of them by now. Um, Chart your own path is kind of what I would say on that one. All right, Stu, where can people find you on the interweb? Uh,
1: You can find me at a load of different CRM websites uh, comparing (laughs) features and prices. Um, Or you can find me on Twitter at Stu Lennon, uh, my website at StuartLennon.com. Or if you're after some really nice stationery, then Nero'sNotes.co.uk.
0: What about you, Justin? Where can people find you? Uh, Well, I'm just going to go and suggest that people can go get the Pebble notebook at Nero's Notes because it looks lovely. Ah, you can find me at uh twyford.com. You can find me on Twitter at JJTwyford. Uh, you can find more information and links to both of us at stationaryadjacent.com. You can also send us an email. We love your emails and we try to uh talk about every one of them or respond to them. Uh stationaryadjacent at gmail.com. Can you do us a favor? Take a moment, like and review us on your podcast catcher of choice, because we really do like reaching more people. And that's one way for us to do it. We also truly appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues. Our next topic is going to be, well, it's planner season. We're starting to think, especially for those of us that don't live near a stationary store about what are we going to be doing for next year? What will we be using? What will we be recommending? So we're going to talk about that next time, but until then, goodbye. And stay productive, yassus! I think that was Charlie trying to get the yassus in for you. <laughs> That's spice. It's spicy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, if you, if you can hear it, it's spicy. It's always.